Hey, just a warning, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast. Remember Will and Grace? Any progress made by that show is getting set back today, baby. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. Oh boy, this episode. Wow. <laughs> We're starting wrong. You say, you say, oh boy, are you excited for this one? Not particularly. <laughs> I'm saying, oh boy, because it distracts us from talking about it. <laughs> there's a lot to digest in this episode. I mean, mainly there's one thing to digest, which is the main plot. There's genuinely, I think, a lot to digest. Starting right off the bat, I think the opening scene, the opening exchange, is quietly one of the weirdest of the entire show. Oh, it's very strange. Oh, yeah. We had to... Mark had an entire thing about this. I'm going to let him talk. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to let him rant for like five minutes about this opening scene. Let's go. So... Stephanie walks in, she's doing yoga at the rec center, and DJ has a line. I'm just going to explain everything first. DJ has a line where she says, like, the rec center, I thought they only hosted birthday parties for people turning 100. Um, And Steph says, well, my birthday, at my 100-year-old birthday party, I better have an open bar. And DJ says, what is it she says? She says, if like, you turn 100, yeah. then I'm going to start calling you my younger, my or then I'm going to start sister. telling people I'm your younger sister. Yeah. These all resemble jokes. These <laughs> resemble yeah. things in a sitcom. But if you think about any of them, except maybe <laughs> the open bar thing for like a second, they're the weirdest things uttered on this show. It's so odd. It's a very high bar. Why does DJ hate rec centers so much? <laughs> rec centers are great. What is? What, what do, do you, you have against them? <laughs> rec center? You're going uh, to that stupid shit? What do you mean, DJ? They're just conference rooms and yoga like studios. That's <laughs> they have I, basketball like, courts. Yeah, what do you have against basketball courts? <laughs> what, why? Why? Why, DJ? What? Why did you need to take rec centers down a peg? <laughs> They're a wonderful place to have communal bonding. I and don't so, get it. Number two, the line about if you turn 100, I'm going to start pe- telling people I'm your younger sister. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> DJ, you're going to be over. You're going to be older than that. What is that of like, if you turn 100, I better be dead. At least that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. What's so, you're. Oh, man, it'd suck if my younger sister lives a long, full life. I, I, what is does, that? Does it's that not even that. that she's like, going to be not 100 while Stephanie will be 100? I don't yeah, know. It's <laughs> just, the, what, what's the premise of that joke? Like, hey, you turning 100? That's crazy. Is it, DJ? Is it so crazy? I'm going to be young and you're going to be 100. No, you're not. What is this? I'm just going to let him keep going. Don't understand what this joke is. I, th- I thought it was more something where it's like, oh, if you start turning 100, then I'm going to be old. So I'm going to tell people you're my older sister so I don't seem old. But, but she will still seem a very old. Weird, <laughs> s- still a very She's weird way to put it. She's going to be just as old as her. Yeah, still a very weird way of putting it. Yeah. But I'm just like trying to give them the somewhat of it's, the benefit I, of the I know, doubt, but I like so. the joke doesn't really make sense of the like, oh, if you're old, then I will also be old. So I'll tell people I'm not old. <laughs> I guess that's the joke. It doesn't make sense to me. DJ is definitely going to be the one to have 99 candles on her birthday cake every year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm not turning 100 yet, fuckers. Not till I'm in the grave. <laughs> Like, it's definitely Kimmy brings out a cake with 100 candles and DJ yanks 30 of them off and goes, I'm only 70. She yanks off 30 candles that have already been lit. She's just like yep. throwing her hand into the fire. Also, I, I mean, I, like, I she's say, a spry, strong If you turn 100, that is officially the age you stop being ashamed of how old you are. Because that's fucking yeah. metal, bro. If you make it to 100 years old and so, yeah, that's when you're like, fuck yeah, I'm 100. 
I take walks through the park. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's an accomplishment. Anyway, despite the fact that I could talk about this scene all day, I believe we have to move on. I, okay, I want to point out, I was, uh, I just stopped the uh, timer. I, when I saw Mark start ranting about this, I (laughs) secretly picked up my phone and started a a timer to see how long it would be going for. We spent, uh, I mean, with like the time it took for me to like get my phone up and stuff like that. We spent maybe like, we spent maybe four minutes with Mark ranting about the opening scene, which was maybe like 10 seconds. Or the this actual was, content this was yeah maybe th- the ratio of how long we talked about this scene versus how long it went on yeah it's it's very much i love mark's just general reaction to things there was this where he was like what does any of this mean and then it was like another example because we were watching the new space jam the other day as of yeah. recording which just came out and there was a scene where he just, great. they just give the ball to roadrunner and, real, and immediately marks like roadrunner doesn't have arms yeah what that fucking killed me for some reason well here's here's the thing about that here's the thing about that though it's specifically because they're like oh they just brought out this like very fearsome new competitor we better bring our a game for this roadrunner how about you and i get it because the competitor they bring out like controls time and roadrunner is very fast although i don't think that quite matches up but it's like your secret. I get that he's fast. I get that he's fast. Also, though, he is a bird. He does not have arms. Daffy Duck is a bird, but Daffy Duck has arms. Roadrunner does not have arms. He is not good at basketball. I I bet you know what you know what I'm being insensitive. I bet there are like amputees and people that arms who find ways to play basketball. But I'm just saying that if you're like our secret weapon, he doesn't have arms. <laughs> you know what's a big part of basketball? And eye coordination. You know what Roadrunner doesn't have? Oh my god. I, uh, uh, honestly, oh, Harrison, I'm, screw the that episode. I just want to hear more grants about things for an hour. Screw the episode. We are now a Space <laughs> Jam 2 Roadrunner basketball No, you do podcast. not. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. I'm dying of laughter right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're... This is no the, the podcast has gone from that Fuller House to Mark places. yelling about things while me and Harrison are just laughing in the sidelines. <laughs> uh, hand-eye coordination. Uh, the I I brought that up as a thing where it's like oh, it's just gonna be like a throwaway joke. I did not expect Mark to go off again. I I, I needed people to understand. Anyway, anyway, Kimmy goes into right, labor. We're gonna we're gonna set, we're gonna give Mark a couple minutes to calm down, get the heart rate down. Harrison and I will we'll we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll take it from here. All right. Kimmy uh, goes into what she thinks is labor, uh, and they they forget how to use the English language as uh, as they're trying to get out. That's the one symptom of this, the excitement. They're just like, "What is a baby called again?" All right, it's a baby, and then eventually yes. they get out the door. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know how to words. <laughs> I I love the idea that. I love the idea that it's not what they said, but it's like, yeah, what, what's this baby called again? Oh, right, a baby. <laughs> yeah, so they, they get out the door, and then they do, like, a wipe or whatever on the screen, and they come back inside, and it was just indigestion! Yep. Because having a baby is, like, indigestion. Like, false labor is a thing. Yeah, But also, the yes, time. they just went with, like, oh, Kimmy had some gas. Yeah, she had one too many. Two hundred dollars just for Kimmy to fart on a nurse, which, like, honestly, there are worse ways to spend your money. I thought yeah. that was a solid joke when when Steph yeah. was like, "We just spent two thousand dollars to have Kimmy fart on a nurse." Mm. I was mostly taken aback by the fact that it apparently costs two thousand dollars to go to the hospital. Yay, America! <laughs> American healthcare. Yep. Um, you know what I was taken aback by. What? Where was Jimmy during all of this? And that's exactly what our gang of she wolves ask themselves. And I'm sure there's a. And Jimmy, we find out uh, Jimmy has a very good reason, which is uh, he was playing Pokemon Go and there's a Pokemon right behind Stephanie. Uh, 
I forget what year this came out, but it definitely wasn't. Jimmy needs to Pokemon go help his wife, girlfriend, not wife. <laughs> well, let's see uh, if we back if we if we backdate it. Um, it's 2018. So, I just looked it yeah, up. It's December 2018. Okay, yeah. So two uh, years okay. after Pokemon Go was popular. Yeah, yeah like two and a half yeah, years. May- I do still sometimes see people playing it, so it's not entirely out of the Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna shit on it. Like I still play Pokemon Go occasionally, but that's because I'm a big fucking nerd. But also like (laughs) Oh come on, Jimmy's a big fucking nerd. We they make like seven jokes about inception in this episode. We're we're all big fucking nerds here, alright? It's not (laughs) everyone's a nerd about something. Yeah. But uh Jimmy wasn't there for the baby. Yeah, maybe maybe next time you should Pokemon go to the hospital with his with his pregnant with his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Jimmy's gonna be a bad father. That's what this episode's about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. How dare so, you say that about our good boy Jimmy Goodware? I know, I know. I feel ashamed saying it. This is the episode where Jimmy threatens to not be a good boy. No, no. But don't worry, we're only two or three minutes into the episode, amazingly. Oh god, we are 12 minutes into recording and two minutes into the episode. I'm- I'm- We're trying, we're trying, we're, we're trying. We got I'm currently we got trying to talk about yeah. the episode. Okay. Let's just keep going. And you guys are Let's talking go. about how we're not talking about the episode. Okay. DJ- DJ is saying to Kimmy, like, hey, maybe Jimmy isn't going to be a responsible father if he didn't pick up your messages and, like, didn't pack- the baby bag or anything. And Steph is like, eh, I'm not going to worry about it. He's only going to raise a child with me. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, um, yeah. Her, her attitude is very strange. It's mm-hmm. a little strange here. DJ keeps pushing this. Um, Steph makes a very catty remark about DJ interfering in her relationship. Uh, then DJ immediately interferes in her relationship. Yep. Uh, she pulls Jimmy aside and says, Hey, you better be a better father. You. She's not that harsh. Failure. I'm. I'm doing a brilliant impression of DJ right now. Yeah. This is exactly how you she sound sounds. just like her. She says, "You loser. You failure. Get it together. You and idiot." And she slaps him across the face. She slaps him like five times. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then he starts crying. He starts crying, and in his tears, he says, but I have to go to Nepal for my job. And then she says, fuck Nepal, and slaps fuck him Nepal. again. Uh, they make a couple jokes about how it's not pronounced nipple. DJ slaps him uh. again. Uh, next scene. Guys, this is where the big thing happens. Yeah. Kimmy has an intern. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, something, there's something about him. <laughs> yeah, it's something that oh, you know what it is? Maybe it's the fact that we get to play our favorite game on this podcast. No, no, no. It's is it's this is this is a corollary to our favorite game. Homophobic. <laughs> it's the famous spin-off to the famous segment. Yeah. The, the is that racist segment is getting so good that it's the first segment to actively gain a spin-off. Actually, no, we've had Cyboy the Week spin-offs before. Wait. Oh, wait. We have. Guys, wait. You're telling me that Casey, Kimmy's new intern, is gay. Well, he no. wears he wears what? fashionable scarves indoors. Mm-hmm. He has a stereotypically slightly effeminate voice. He is into theater yep. and mm-hmm. dance. Yep. This um, is all, this is all very is heterosexual behavior fans. in my eyes. He um, <laughs> he says words like unavail and yas queen. I, and <laughs> this this is my my heterosexual <laughs> friends say this all the time. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, I have. I mean, I can't count the amount of times I've said "yas queen" to. You just said it now. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, just, yeah. Like just, just then because I'm so progressive. I think I think we're making some assumptions about this very gay caricature. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, he is, is a caricature, gay and that is his only personality trait. Yeah, yep. he seems like. A perfectly fine guy. It's not like they're trying to say something bad about him, but it is very, very stereotypical. Full, Fuller House is not trying to destroy gender norms. Nope. <laughs> it is not at all. 
and and Jimmy wants to set him up with Ramona. I mean, there's more that happens in the scene. He like Fernando comes in and is like Fernando comes in. Yeah, he's a very good interview as he like picks up the phone and says that Kimmy's not available when she really is available. So he's like lying to the customer base, but it's okay because it generates good buzz. Yeah. Mm. Including with Fernando. He does this to Fernando. For some reason, yep. Fernando is calling Kimmy on her work phone. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good I do question. Also, that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> do you think it's like a boundaries thing? Like Kimmy does not want to deal with Fernando? Fernando, you're yeah. the you're the father of her child, Fernando. I'm you're, you're the father of her child. And then like DJ comes in and she starts slapping Fernando. And she's like, <laughs> do better. Be a better father, <laughs> you idiot. She she slaps him a bunch and then she just leaves the scene and it keeps going like that didn't happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a lot of slapping in this. She just did it really, house. really, really fast, so we couldn't even see it. Yeah, I do want to point out. Um, Fernando has one line in this episode that I think is very, very good. Uh, he walks in, uh, sees Casey, um, and immediately says, "Who is this strapping young man?" Swanning about the kitchen. I am the only strapping young man allowed to swan about the kitchen. This is why we love Fernando. Juan Pablo why we Mache, love Fernando. Please come on our podcast. One one of Thank the many you. reasons we love Fernando, word choice. Yes. I like that he says swanning about the kitchen. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's no, no other character could pull that off. Yep. But uh yes, as we said, I and I have it written in, in my notes this way. I just want to read you one of my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh Kimmy wants to set Casey up with Ramona because she is dumb. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe she's like a lot more tolerant than we're giving her credit for. Maybe she sees this caricature of a gay person and says, I don't make any assumptions about him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not no, going to assume he's enough. gay just because he's Why very we gay. That he's gay? <laughs> I was going to go in a different direction and say, oh, I'm going to set this guy up with Ramona because I think they'd be very good friends. I think Ramona needs a gay best friend. But I think I like yours better. Uh. I like Mark's better. <laughs> I like mine better. Although, listeners, you should note that the second we saw Casey show up, we said to Tyler, oh, you're in for a treat because this is the episode where Ramona gets a gay best friend. And yeah. she does. She does get a gay yeah. best friend. Yeah. We're doing that that trope. Yep. Mm-hmm. From 20 to 30 years ago. <laughs> 20 yep. to 30 years ago. They still do that all the time now. <laughs> 20 to 30 years ago, like when yep. Full House was on. Oh, that's right. Remember oh, Full House? this is a callback. Though I'm, I'm not Full sure House? if Full House ever had a gay best friend. I don't think it did. You're right. This show is very progressive. Yeah, I don't think the show. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, the, I mean, Kimmy Gibbler had that phase at one point, but <laughs> you're right. Well, they say Steph had that phase. Steph That's had. true. Steph did have a phase. Casey's anyway, here. Yep. He's... Casey's here. He's very gay, but Kimmy doesn't know that for some reason. <laughs> uh. He's here and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, DJ and Steph fell asleep during yoga class, so they're there and no one else is there. Yeah. Felt like a weird way to open this. The reason that happens is because in a second, you know, they start talking about real things and they're interrupted by dodgeball tryouts. The dodgeball team comes in. It seems like a really weird way to get them to be in the room for dodgeball. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I also just this just came to mind. They fell asleep during yoga class and everyone left. So they yeah. just left them there. Yeah. yeah. They they just they they just saw these two women asleep on their yoga mats and they're like, "Oh, they're fine. I shouldn't wake them up or anything. Dodgeball's no, going to no, be no, here no, no, in like 5 minutes." The yoga but. instructor definitely said, "Hey, hey, hey, assistant instructor. Mm-hmm. It would be really fucking funny. Don't 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 disturb them. They should have their time." Lost within their slumber. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say wow DJ and Steph are my two best students. Look at how enthralled they are in their meditation. I'm going like to leave one. them. I be. like that idea too. <laughs> it's just good etiquette. Yeah. You you're see right. someone who fell asleep during your class. You're not gonna wake them up. They probably need the sleep. It's just being polite. Until that's you get stepped on by a mean dodgeball lady. Yeah. 
because the the mean dodgeball ladies come in and they're their mean dodgeball coach <laughs> who is not rob riggle he's not rob riggle but rob riggle would have killed it in this role yes just want to say He's he makes a big deal about or everybody is making a big deal about what a dangerous, aggressive sport dodgeball is thing that like 12 year olds play in school. Yeah, like I, I know sports get intense, but what is is it really just the movie Dodgeball that created the public consciousness idea that dodgeball is like the most intense sport? Even ever? the movie Dodgeball isn't super violent. Nobody gets like injured. Um, there's a whole scene where someone, Zach, if you can dodge a hammer, you can dodge a ball. That's not a ball. That's not during the game. That's not a ball. But you're telling me that dodgeball is, that dodgeball isn't dangerous in the movie dodgeball. Okay. When someone literally throws hammers. I will amend my statement. Nobody gets injured during an active dodgeball game. Wait, wait, wait. Is that true? In practice, when they throw wrenches at them, Sure. But Wait, there, last I checked, last I checked, actual dodgeball games are not played with wrenches. I love this movie. I can, I, it's, I can it's, it's been a while sure. since I've seen dodgeball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, yeah, yes, know. sure. They throw wrenches at him in practice and then the coach later fucking dies. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and he gets very fucked in, fucking injured. Die. Okay. But not in a dodgeball game. No one gets injured in a dodgeball game. It's a rubber ball. I get. Does I no get. One get but I mean, I get the idea of it's because I mean it's an entire I mean, sport like, where the point people is people get hit and maybe it hurts for like two seconds because you throw a thing at somebody. But no, like, no, no, no one breaks in, an arm. I don't or anything. mean in the sport of dodgeball. I mean in the movie dodgeball. There yeah, was never a dramatic well, scene where a character gets injured. I, I, there's there was never an injury where it was like, oh, this is a serious injury where they're not going to be able to play dodgeball. Okay, okay, whatever. It's like people will get hit and they'll be like, ow, a thing hit me. But like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Steph tries out and it seems like maybe she has some anger stuff to work through. Yeah. yeah. She's going to put that out there. Does the very yes. an- mean, angry, sexist coach calls her buttercup and then starts just pelting her well, with hey, balls. Hey, 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 he called DJ buttercup. Okay, that's yep. right. This and is, this is an important note. This is an important Buttercup. note because they they DJ and Steph wanted to know who Buttercup was, and it was DJ. Mm-hmm. What is a Buttercup anyway? Um, well, Buttercup uh, is one of the Powerpuff Girls. You're right. You're right. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, uh, Steph has Steph plays dodgeball, which explains the anger issues. Buttercup she was the, nice the right, right. Buttercup the, was the the. Exactly. Yeah. Nice one. No, she was the green no, one. No, no, no. Bubbles was the yeah. Oh, no, you're one. right. You're right. Buttercup, Bubble, Buttercup was the green Blossom one. was the leader. Get your head in the you're game, right. Harrison. You're right. God damn it. What is with my Powerpuff Girls knowledge? Anyway. Get fucked, Harrison. God damn um, it. Next, we have a very normal scene where everybody's discussing Ramona's love life. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is giving her so much shit for not going on dates that much. When she's only 16 or something. I was like to find out, Steph, through her anger issues, is very good at dodgeball. And the the coach is somewhat turned on. We can see. He, it's not explicitly well, stated, but we can tell. Well, the coach is mostly excited because um, he now has a champion who could get him out of his mother's basement. Yes. Which yep. already makes him a contender for Sad Boy of the Week. This so is true. This win. is true. Um, um, but... But anyway, yeah, next scene. Ramona's lovely. Guys, Ramona hasn't dated anybody in a long time. I know. I mean, she went down from a Japanese pop star to nothing. <laughs> hey, 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 do not talk shit about Japanese pop star Marius Yo of the band Sexy Zone like that. No, I'm saying, like, she started at the top and now she's got nothing going on. I mean, I understand if Ramona has incredibly high standards after that. <laughs> and okay, I, I mean... J Money fully says you haven't gone out with anyone since you allegedly dated that Japanese pop star. To which Ramona responds, "You were you were there when he pulled me on stage, and we like danced together in Japan." Yeah, and he and he says it was Japan. Who knew? Who knows what was going on? <laughs> just like uh, this is a fair statement. Fair statement. That the entire Japan arc was just a fever dream. It's just. It's just. 
really funny to me in this scene like they're tr- we often say we want like a friend style spinoff about Ramona but they're fully treating Ramona like she's in a friends type show why are there no single guys in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah. You you haven't gone out on a date in what? Like forever? She's like 16. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Is it time for Mark Grant number fucking, I don't even know at this point. Ch- chill out. Look, look, I, I'd love for Ramona to be a Monica type in a friends type show. This is the kind of thing that, the kind of thing that'll come up with that character, but she's 16 now. Leave her alone. <laughs> don't need to force young women to date people. I don't know. What is this, the 50s? Yeah, anyway, they're all uh, really like, Ramona, you haven't dated anyone in a while. And then Kimmy says, I have the perfect guy for you. There's only one problem, but I'm not aware of it yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's one major problem. And Ramona does not. There is one major problem. Ramona doesn't want Kimmy to meddle in her life anymore. Whoa. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking, but yes, that's also true. I was thinking right. because he's gay, but yes, no, there's I, a whole thing because Ramona's Zach, can like, I let you in on a secret? Yeah. I picked up on that. Whoa, no way. You picked up on my I, subtle, like I, my I, subtle I knew joke. what you were thinking. You picked up on my, on my incredibly subtle humor? Yep. Very subtle. Wow, guys! Very subtle, much like Casey's sexuality. Oh, of course. (laughs) This is just when we find out in like an M Night Shyamalan twist that Casey was straight all along. We are making a lot of assumptions, but to be fair, the show is leading us there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, Ramona has this whole thing where she's like, "I don't want you to meddle in my life." Like, remember the time when I was at school and you came in dressed like a rapper and started rapping in front of the entire school about how cool I am and then that somehow worked? Or or, or the time when, you, when I went on a date to laser tag and you shot everybody? <laughs> or, like, there was a third one. These are all things that happened in previous episodes. I feel like they're... <laughs> uh, when, she, when she dressed up like yes, the, Mouse the Mouse King. King. That's the one I forgot, I, I like that you emphasize that these are all things that happened because it would have been so easy for just them to just make up a new problem with Kimmy and then just point to like random stories that yeah. could have potentially happened but, in their lives. But they're, def- they're definitely setting up that this is a pattern of behavior in Kimmy and she's definitely going to grow and learn and change, right? Right. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. That would seem like the lesson of the show, of the episode, but stay tuned because uh, this show does some weird things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but Ramona eventually deg- agrees, okay, fine, I'll go on this date because I don't want to leave the guy hanging, but don't meddle in my life anymore, okay? Yeah, and any- in the next scene, I don't have many notes on the next scene because I wasn't completely paying attention, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I did start paying attention when there's like... Steph and DJ are fighting. I assume it's still about Jimmy. Yeah. DJ saying, you got to talk to Jimmy about this stuff. And Steph saying, no, I don't care. It doesn't matter, even though it kind of does. That is pretty yeah. much it. I, I will say in this plot line, DJ is being very annoying, but she's kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to say that she's right, but she's kind of right. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's kind of right to tell Steph to do it. But what's not right yeah. is when she goes to Jimmy and she's like, hey, Jimmy. Yeah, to do better. But Jimmy's like, but I'm going to go to Nipple and take pictures of Nipple. Nepal, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I completely it wasn't it's not right of DJ to bypass Steph and meddle in her relationship. But she is right in that. Hey, Steph, maybe you should talk to Jimmy about some of this stuff. Yeah, you should. Maybe you should talk to your boyfriend who doesn't know how to pronounce Nepal. <laughs> maybe you should talk to your boyfriend instead of playing dodgeball. And Steph says... No, Um, maybe you're just well, Steph says, maybe you're just jealous. I found something I'm better at than you talking about dodgeball. And like Steph is really catty in this episode. Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of good. It's kind of great, though. It's kind of great. No, I'm saying it's kind of great. The earlier there was the line where she's like, wow, it's so unlike you to meddle in my relationships. And now now she's like, well, I'm just she's very catty in this episode in a way that she is not usually. And I kind of love it. 
I just wanted to say that. Anyway, we cut to the big date. Big romantic date. Which goes great. Uh, Ramona almost immediately says to him, you're gay, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yes, of course. (laughs) They just, they get that out of the way right away, which I liked. There's no song and dance about it. And then they have a nice conversation about how great Kimmy is and how we should (laughs) love Kimmy. Yeah, Ramona's like, well... This is just like my mom meddling in my relationships again and being the worst. And he's like, hey, your mom only meddles in your relationships and tries to stick herself into your life when you don't want her to because she cares about you so much. And it's like, maybe this is true, but also like Kimmy should be letting Ramona be her own person instead of setting her up with gay men. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it's like, no, you had like the whole thing of like the whole scene earlier, the lessons being set up that maybe Kimmy shouldn't meddle in Ramona's affairs. And then they fucking swap that and to make it the other way around. It was like, it's okay if you're meddling in someone else's lives. It's but only if you love them. If you love them, you can meddle in their lives as much as you want. And correct me if I'm wrong. We've definitely had this happen before where there's an episode yes. about like Kimmy oh, yeah. is meddling in Ramona's life too much. And she's like, Kimmy, don't meddle in my life. And then in the end, Ramona's like, you know what? I'm glad you meddled. Yeah. It's like, no, no, this is not good behavior from Kimmy. This is not a good message. And it's, I'm not saying Kimmy has to extricate herself from Ramona's life entirely. I'm just saying maybe she should one be a little more sensitive to what her daughter is asking her point blank. Yeah. And yeah. to just stop meddling so much. I think there's also like, cause there are some episodes where they do have like the main characters, like learn their lesson. Like yeah. there was the episode where like the drinking thing and DJ's like, Oh, I was too hard on J money. I'm glad that he was able to talk to somebody and like get the help he needs. And that was great. That's a good yeah. message. This is not, <laughs> This is not characters need to be a little introspective and yeah, their own faults. Like, I think the best episodes are the ones where the main characters are more introspective and they recognize that they have flaws because these are characters who are flawed, but the show likes to act as if they're not. The show tries to act as though Kimmy Gibbler is the peak of humanity. This episode references multiple times she's already done this, and it's like, but it's sweet right and it's like no she has to stop doing this yeah she ruined a play that thing with the nutcracker was insane she ruined a play she should never feel happy about that also i think in those examples that ramona brought up like none of them were helpful yeah no she's never helped through her meddling she's never been right to meddle but they're no. just like, but she cares about Ramona, right? And it's like, you know what? If she cares about Ramona so much, maybe leave her alone. Yeah, exactly. If you cared so much, <laughs> maybe don't do that. Maybe take a step back and let her live maybe a life. Maybe don't do that if you really care. I guess there was that one time where she showed up to school as a rapper, which was horrible. But it did lead to the dance competition that got Ramona back in the dance group. So I guess it helped. Right? Did that happen, or did they like fail? I'm trying no, to no, remember. No, no, they they didn't fail because no, Chad Brad Bradley fucked up, and then Sad Teacher Man. Oh, right. Came in and right. put the neck brace. On uh, oh, right. Sad Teacher Man embarrassed. Sad, I think I think that's I think that's more you chalk the win up to Sad Teacher Man than uh, <laughs> than Kimmy Gibbler, but yep. that's just yeah. me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the date does not go well for reasons that we have already explained or does it go well well you know it doesn't really go well because she's not into him and he's gay so it was doomed from the start uh but they become friends yeah. they become yes. ramona friends. gets a gay best friend they become friends so no one told you life was gonna be this way okay now we're done musical bits musical bits what happens next? Uh, Steve is at the dodgeball game. Right, yes. Steve is there for some reason. He never really contributes anything, but he makes no. one joke. Yeah, Steve is just there. 
He's concerned about their feet. Like, it seems like Steve just kind of shows up whenever. Like, it's, it's Steve, just... Yeah, Steve shows up whenever to talk about feet. Yeah. Like, Steve <laughs> just kind of shows up randomly. Because I feel like there are so many times it's like, oh, is Steve coming? Oh, no, Steve couldn't make it because he's doing a foot thing. And then just like the next episode, Steve's just randomly there talking about feet. Well, guys, did you know that in dodgeball, you use your feet? And so theoretically, you may have to go to the podiatrist because of foot injuries. This is all true. Harrison, did you know that? Harrison, did you know this that? isn't kickball. <laughs> but, 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 but there, there, are, there are wood floors and they, they step on the wood floors. Did you know that walking requires feet? Any, anyway, <laughs> anyway, DJ interrupts do- dodgeball practice to talk to Steph, yeah. but the coach, the sad coach, does not let her on the court. No. So she She's does not. what any normal person would do, which is steal an opposing player's jersey yeah. and join the team, which no one seems to stop her on. No Normal behavior. Not yeah. a sign that maybe you two are meddling too much. Like, yeah. I'd also like to point out, like, the, this plan works. DJ joins yeah. the other team. The players don't seem to notice that their teammate is gone and replaced with some random lady. Their coach is non-existent. They do not have a coach. No. <laughs> and like everyone just seems to be fine with this. <laughs> what the heck was up with that? Yeah, they don't have a coach. Well, I guess they should establish why DJ goes on the court. It's because she get, she gets a call from Max. Oh yes, Max the, mentions oh, yeah. that Jimmy has a bunch of bags, so she immediately. Well, Jimmy wants to start assumes, packing, so she's asking where the yeah. bag is, and she's like, "Okay, I gotta go talk to Steph." Stole he's him. packing talk because to he's about leaving for nipple. again. Oh, well, of course, he's leaving for nipple, yeah. but yeah. I was trying to trace the, the wait, path of yeah. the conversation wait, until the point where we before you he's leave, totally not going to nipple. Like, that's not at all wait, an obvious twist. Wait, Jimmy, yeah. before you leave for nipple, let me explain the plot of Inception to you again. Yeah. Which yeah. is basically what like, she's... Oh, what, boy! <laughs> that's, it, that's what Max is doing to DJ to stall, to, to Jimmy to stall. And so yeah. the game starts... They like do this whole badass introduction for all the players. DJ comes out and she's in a cage. Wait, wait, for wait, some wait, reason. wait, 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 wait. I think it should. I think it should be noted. You said they do this whole badass introduction to all these players. the The vibe is badass. Yeah, the vibe is badass. But we should point out every but, single player has a nick has a nickname that yeah. is a a violent pun based on an actual figure. The only one I remember was Mina Davis. Helen Killer. Because she's mean. Helen Killer was a very good one. Helen Killer was, Um, yep. Hannah Girl Lecter. Hannah Girl Lecter was DJ's. Stephanie's was something on like Mary J. Blige. It was like Mary J. Blood or something Mary J. Bludgeon or something. Mary J. Bludgeon was Steph, I think. What would would your feminist violent nickname be? Oh my god. (laughs) They took all the good ones. Uh, They took the good ones. I know I just asked you to come up with a pun in real time, and I am sorry for that. Barack Obama, but like instead, it's B O M B A, like a bomb. Well, Violent Davis. Violent Davis. Michelle Obama. That's what. That's that. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle Obama. There it yeah. is. There it is. <laughs> Taylor Swift and your pitiful life. <laughs> yep, that's that. We got them. We got the three. Taylor Swift <laughs> and your life. <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> Violent Davis, <laughs> Violent Davis, and Taylor Swift end to your life I, on this mortal I plane. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 stab wounds in your body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my. Oh, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Just like your limbs and your body. <laughs> There's a lot of bad blood My. between us on the <laughs> dodgeball court. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. There's going to be a lot of blood on you, and you're not going to be able to shake it off. <laughs> Teardrop, teardrops on my guitar because you're crying because I, cause I killed because you. Because I stabbed you. Because <laughs> I stabbed you. <laughs> so uh, they, they start playing dodgeball, and it's like one of the most violent games of dodgeball you yeah. could ever imagine. A like, lot of slow-mo. There's like torn hamstrings and shit. 
and people are just flying all over the place and crying. I, that's how it's going in my head. It's dodgeball by way of Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They even do slow-mo. Yeah. They do slow-mo. They do like weird. Yeah, they do like Matrix style dodging where someone throws a ball and BJ like leans back Matrix style and dodges the ball in slow motion. Anyway, DJ and Stephanie are the only two left on the court. Yes. So they start while throwing balls to each other, having a very earnest conversation about Stephanie's relationship with Jimmy Gibbler. You know, DJ is saying, look, if he's not going to be there for you and your baby, maybe you should find someone else, someone who will be there for you. Yeah. When the rain starts to <laughs> I'm sorry. We just got a text from Tyler, yep. and I love it so much. Uh, I found Tyler's <laughs> name, uh, <laughs> Megan Malethal. <laughs> Megan Malethal. Oh, Megan Tyler. Malethal. Yeah, that's so Megan good. Megan Malethal. Very that's good. Very good. That's very love good. Love it. Love it. I, I'm still partial to Taylor Swift and to your beautiful wife. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Megan Malethal is very good. That's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Anyway, uh, Steph, DJ's trying to have an earnest conversation with Steph. Steph is not having it until DJ tells her Jimmy is leaving. He's, yeah. he's packing his bags and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And so Steph finally is like, oh, I... You're right. I do need to take care of it. If do, if Jimmy isn't going to be here for me, I do have to figure things out. Thank you so much. And then DJ hits and her they, with a they ball. They hug. Yep, they hug. They say they love each other and then DJ hits her with a ball because she's very petty yes. and can't lose. I thought Steph was going to do the same. I thought like as Steph was leaving, she was going to throw the ball at DJ like, "Ha." And then Yeah. Like, mm. I, I think that might have been a little bit. Yep. The way they did it was okay. But Steph runs home after dodgeball. And what does she see? Not just Max and J-Money explaining the plot of Inception to Jimmy. They're still going. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's mind is blown. Uh, yeah. But Steph's like, what? I thought you were packing bags. And Jimmy goes, yeah, I packed the go bags for the hospital. Well, it, it's it's very... For the baby. It's very funny to me because Stephanie comes in and she says to him, I don't go... I need you to be, if you're going to be this baby's father, I need you to be a full-time father. And I, you can't go to Nepal. And Jimmy's like, but Steph, I already turned it down, but you were packing bags. I was packing the baby bags for the hospital. Yeah. And it's just very funny to me. There are all these very specific things that they're like, hey, Jimmy hasn't done this. Maybe he's not ready to be a father. And he's like, I have done all of that because... (laughs) Jimmy Gibbler is a good, sweet boy. A very good, good boy. Good, sweet boy. We thought this Never was going to be the heel change. turn episode. Turns out there wasn't a problem. The moment someone said to him, hey, Jimmy, maybe you have to be step. Maybe you have to step up and be a little more involved. He was like, right. Got it. And he's <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Fucking great. Oh, he's great. Our yeah. good, sweet boy. Our good, good sweet, sweet boy, Jimmy Bob. Gibbler. Good sweet boy Jimmy Gibbler. He built the crib. It's in the kitchen. They can't get it downstairs. This is a problem. Yeah. And then they end on one of the weirdest jokes they could have, which we didn't even mention in our summary. Mm -hmm. Kimmy, at one point in the episode, mentions that she uses her Mrs. Doubtfire costume to spy on people. Even yeah, though Mrs. Doubtfire is a pop yeah, culture character, that was such a throw. That was such a random throwaway line that I forgot was a th- that I forgot she said, and she just shows up dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire, and I was like, "What?" Like I had to have them explain to me why Kimmy was dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, like, I didn't not, understand it either. Mark had to explain it yeah. to both of us. I I understood because it was a callback to a joke. I did not understand. It was a the joke that flew over it in the first everybody's place. heads. By the well, way. because the original joke, it's like. I get it in that, like, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a disguise that Robin Williams puts on to get close to his family. But also, like, Kimmy, isn't it more suspicious if there's suddenly this old English lady in their house? It's not that Mrs. Doubtfire is a ninja who nobody can 
record who nobody can they see. Like, it's that, they have to hire. It's a disguise. Yeah, that it's a disguise. Yeah. Or a nanny that you hire. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's maybe it's like Kimmy has a thing for Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know. Like that this is just a thing. Me. Dressing up like an old lady. That's some sort of maybe Fernando has a thing for it. Fernando gets her. Fernando definitely has a thing for it. I do want to say just this is the last thing in the episode. I do want to say I don't think we have to spend much time on it. We did skip over. There's one scene where like Ramona goes to Kimmy and is just like, hey, Casey is gay. We're going to prom together. And I love you very much because because you care enough to meddle. Right. And that's kind yes. of what that scene is. Wait, um, wait, I also just, love how Kimmy's reaction. Like what? He's gay. No, I, that can't be. He's just a, an aspiring event planner who's super into Broadway and says, Yas Queen, and oh, I'm starting to understand it now. Yep. Oh, she, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little uncomfortable. But anyway, that's that's the episode. Yeah, which means it's time for our favorite segment, Sad Boy of the Week. Where I will say, there aren't that many I don't, options. Is 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 Zach still going? He's still making a face, but his audio cut out. Yeah, I couldn't hear him either. That was very funny. Like Zach, I don't know if you realized you were doing that whole long bit. Your audio cut out at one oh. point. Yeah, I, so we well, actually didn't hear you extend it. I didn't long. know you were still talking. I, I, I was still going that entire time. <laughs> I, I stopped because I heard you guys say that. I was like, oh, yep. I don't know if my audio. It it showed up yep. in GarageBand, so I'm hoping yep, it's, it's fine. I, I assume oh, I assume sure it's it still is. there. I just, I just thought it was <laughs> I just thought it was very funny that you were doing a bit where you extended it a long amount and it cut you off right at a normal amount. Mm. <laughs> I was yeah, but yes, I was still going and I could have gone yeah. longer. Yeah. Anyway, okay. who are our nominees? Okay. Um I'll throw this a, is a tough sad week. dodgeball man in the ring. I have I have them as like an honorable mention. I'm trying to think of like if there's I have I have two kind of kind of weird ones. Okay. They're not weird, okay. but they don't I don't know if it'll be completely obvious at first. Okay. Ramona? Mhm. Yes. And our good boy Jimmy Gibbler. Ooh. Okay. I also kind of wanted to throw in Steph as well. Yeah, she's not yeah. Steph it's, it's she's not like a nominee Steph. in the same way that Steph normally is a nominee. She's not really much of a mess in it's, this episode. It's not Steph is a mess, but it's But it's still it's Steph, Steph is, is sad. You know what? You're right. Just Steph is very angry in this episode. Yeah. And that's it's just angry Steph. Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> we're so we're going with Steph, Ramona, and Jimmy. Sure. Okay. Yes, I will take sad dodgeball man out of the ring because he's not going to. No, he's an honorable yeah, mention. I, I, he he's honorable he's mention. an honorable mention. He's he lives he's, with his mother and is very he's very sad, sad but I don't think I enjoyed him enough. Yeah. So so Steph, Steph is going to the rec center. Where only old people go. According to DJ. According to DJ. It sucks. Yeah. Like, get out of here, Steph. Going to a basketball court for yoga? Yep. Uh. Ste- Steph and DJ fall asleep during yoga. Yeah. Also, should mention, uh, Steph is having trouble because her boyfriend won't step up and help out with the baby that's on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steph is kind of in denial that this is a problem. She, instead of confronting her emotions, uh, funnels all of that frustration into dodgeball. Great. Yep. A perfect way to do it. Uh, just won't listen to DJ until DJ fully says, hey, he's leaving, which is wrong. He's, he's not because he's a good boy. Very good boy. And also, very important, she makes a bunch of catty remarks about DJ this episode. Yes. Oh, yes. Those were lovely. Bunch of catty, catty remarks. Wonderful. Jimmy misses the messages that Kimmy has gone into labor with his baby because he was playing Pokemon Go for two (laughs) years after the height of its popularity. Ooh, that's a very good point. That's a very good point that I did not think about. Um, He does not know how to pronounce, or he did not know how to pronounce Nepal at first. Mm -hmm. He's... Very easily distracted because all it takes is like a a, a 10 year old saying, hey, want to hear me explain the plot of Inception again? (laughs) He's like, do I? Um, He does not grasp the plot of Inception. Uh, He's very confused by it. Mm -hmm. And also 
he built the crib in the kitchen and now they have to take it apart again and get it downstairs. But it shows just how good of a couple him and Stephanie are because she gives all the ideas. Also, he's confronted by Mrs. Doubtfire. He immediately asks Stephanie, is is Mrs. Doubtfire real? And Steph says, no. And Jimmy <laughs> is very freaked out by what he's seeing. Yeah. That's- and that's that's Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> Um, and I did also want to bring up Ramona, who um, <laughs> is belittled by the entire family for not dating more. <laughs> You're right. Um, oh says, okay, God. I'm going to eat alone because you guys won't leave me, or because you guys, and mostly Kimmy, won't leave me alone. And then Kimmy follows her. Yeah. Sets her up on a date with a very gay man. <laughs> Um, but she does get a good gay best friend out of it. Yeah. And is forced to, I maybe forced isn't the right term, but, uh, forgives her mother, even though she shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but she does. Yeah. So, so who, who, who we voting for? I don't know. Uh, I, I gotta say that the nominees were a, better than I thought. This is a tough one. This is a tough mm-hmm. week. Um, Oh, I, I'll be honest. At first I was thinking possibly Steph, but I think, I think with your explanation, I think I might have to give it to Jimmy. I think the explanation swayed me. I, I know. I, I kind of like in my heart wanted it to be Ramona because this is our first Ramona centric plot in a while. And I love Ramona and Ramona is, is really hitting the things this, but I, this episode, but I, I think it's Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy too. I, yeah, I think, it's I think it's, if not, it's Jimmy for the absolute degeneracy of playing Pokemon Go. Looking <laughs> at the biggest gamer of the three of us, as I say that, just just wanna just wanna sit there and watch his, his expression as I as I shit on Pokemon Go. Even though anyways, follow me at Twitch.tv/slash/ProGamerZach. That's P R zero GamerZach. <laughs> so so Jimmy's our winner. I went right into yeah. the mic for that one. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's our winner, and and on that note, I want to say thank you everybody for listening. Please follow us on social media. We are at Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I hope everybody listening has a wonderful day. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom, and I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller. And Roadrunner doesn't have hands. <laughs> How is he gonna play basketball? It's, this, this is not the line we agreed it's upon the in beforehand, but I love this. Hand-eye coordination.